call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up. Hello, everybody. I'm the last of the best. Hello. They call me the Greedy Man. Hola. Como están? Come from Gracias. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. And uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm better than ever. Uh, got a new episode. Not necessarily a new guest. Um, if you listened to the show before, you know, I have a regular band of assholes that I like to hang out with. And my guest tonight is actually uh, one of those people. A uh, good friend of the show, Mr. B-Rob from down in Houston, Texas. Houston is the home. Texas is the home of the players that flicks. Uh, <coughs> no, man. Hollered at my buddy B-Rob and I said, hey, man, what are you doing? Let's talk about some wrestlings and some shit that you've been up to. And... Uh, you know, we've we've done a few shows together. One of his uh, later episodes recently, we did uh, a sit-down real early in the morning. And uh, I just love talking to this motherfucker. He, uh, he makes me laugh. And uh, I hope you guys will, uh, you know, enjoy our little chat. We go all over the map. We talk about hard work and perseverance. We also talk about farts and dicks and, and stuff like that, so... Sit back, relax, and let me all inside your ear holes, baby. If you got love troubles, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling hearts and get together drops. If you work Let's too hard, so fucking happy <laughs> oh, oh it's like a warm blanket Rob I love it oh god oh, little John in the east in the motherfucking east side boys <laughs> yes sir oh Jesus so uh we're gonna start out with little John throw it up 
I think we're going to have some songs today, Rob. I think it's going to be a, a trend. I've been listening to a lot of music, so I got it got it in my fresh in my brain. Okay, so, yeah, and I just hipped you to some um, sexy time music for you and um, Mrs. Jody B. Who said, who said hello, by the way? She's uh, finally getting paying attention enough to get to know some of my friends, so that's cool. I was like, I'm going to holler Rob, and she said, well, tell him I said, what's up? See? You see how that works, right? You know, um, we we've been with our old ladies for so long. It's almost like a a, a telekinesis, uh, ESPN two type deal we got going on. Because before we went live, what happened? I was talking about Miss B Rob, and she texted me as soon as I said her name. That's right. And then I say Miss Jody B, and here she is, <laughs> just popping up, sliding into my fucking DMs, materializing and shit. Oh shit! She don't ever listen, really. So it's. I think since she's done a couple episodes, she'll make a conscious effort to uh, like listen to the one she did, but then she hates the sound of her voice. So I'm like, well, why don't you try some of the other ones then, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, mine don't even listen to the one she's been on. <laughs> we tried to listen to the uh, the questions episode, but it was like in the middle of a real bad spot, and we didn't get great signal, so it's like we kind of skipped it, and then I forgot. But I got like halfway through. Yeah, so- um, y'all can revisit that with better signal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is I wanted her to listen to it too, because uh, you know it's it's kind of funny. I think that all, most of our circle is just dudes, and so when they get they they significant others involved, and sometimes they have pretty interesting significant others. Like your old lady's interesting as fuck, man. Just from I'm gathered, you know, just talking about some of the jobs she's done. That's that's crazy, man. Yes, and um, the one job that made the poo and stuff come out <laughs> <laughs> the, jo- the job that made the poo come out yeah the first question of that episode what was it was it something about butt sex yes no. the it- very first question came from the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio oh, program that's right that's right <laughs> you you guys open strong mike with his his famous question <laughs> Does anal feel like pooping? And um, if you heard her answer, it uh, it, it kind of got lost because the way um, she worded it, and she was kind of like hinting at it and w- not right out saying it. But um, the first time she did anal, from what she told me, I mean, it wasn't with me; it was before me. Uh, she pooped. Well, there <laughs> so, you go. I've heard that with porn stars, they have to do like a douche or some kind of. I don't even think it's with porn stars. I think it's just in general. That's like. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna go that route, then you need to do some some preemptive measure. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a scientist, but I think I understand how that in the body works to an extent. And it seems like you would want to kind of empty the chamber. You know, don't yeah. play with a loaded gun, bro. Yeah, it's almost like um, you plunge in a toilet with poo in it that's backed up. You know. It'll... <laughs> This motherfucker had chicken and fucking hamburgers and spaghetti coming out from 1973. That shit been in there for fucking 25 years. Mm-hmm. I think you jarred something loose, kid. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love that he asked that question. To, usually, Here's the thing. It's usually gay guys because I feel like they would be more honest. and I think that's his opinion, too. Mm-hmm. I kind of get the gist of the question like babe does anal feel like pooping because it seems like it would yeah I mean it does because like I mean I've had my prostate checked before so I had a finger in my booty and um, 
it definitely felt like, you know, when she was retrieving her finger from my anal cavity that like I was dropping a log. That's yeah, you get kind of a weird feeling with that. Mm-hmm. Very weird. It, it's not weird that it feels like pooping. It's just weird that it's a finger in your butt. <laughs> you know what's weird? Like they say that there's a lot of shit going on with that prostate that you can get in there and trigger some shit for a dude. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that. Um, I'm not that interested, but I am a little curious as to what, like, how that would work. Because it's like I, I see in the moment maybe if you would say getting you know getting some head job and just chilling and then it was just like oh there it is and then you hit that spot then maybe but you know medically it's not really that flattering it's just whoop, there you go and then we're out of here <laughs> it was referred to in um, a movie i think it was, it was euro trip or road trip and um the doctor had oh boy and then she said she was gonna milk his prostate and she stuck her fingers up his butt and did some magical finger voodoo in his anus and got a semen sample out of him that way <laughs> you know i bet it's the same as like with a chick you know and this is this is inside baseball for all you young men out there uh i'm sure it's it's no secret they say that if you want to hit like the lady spots mm-hmm. you got to get in there with your finger and then you do the come here move like this yes i've heard of this uh-huh so I bet you it's kind of the same mechanics, just you know maybe flipped around. It's more like a, a Hyundai version, like a foreign import. You got to go down instead of up. It's all I'm maybe. trying to say. Hmm. Yeah, and um, also I've heard of um, like I think it's like in one of the um, overseas crowd. I think it was in Thailand or something like that. They would uh, take a silk scarf and stuff it in the guy's butt, and um, at uh, the moment of orgasm. They would just kind of tug it out, and it would just be like the best orgasm ever or some shit like that. Really? That's what I've heard. Hmm. I tell you, last night, uh, and by the way, welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. It's uh, that motherfucker Jody B talking mm-hmm. to my brother from another mother, Mr. B. Rob. Uh, Mr. B. Rob uh, from... Not from currently residing in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Formerly from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your um, your accurate introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I get corrected a lot, so you know, I want to want to do you some justice on this one. But yeah, it's Rob from Random Ramblings with Rob Show. What up, everybody? It's your boy B Rob, and I am back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob Show. You can yeah. check him out everywhere just google it random ramblings with rob and uh good times man yeah or if you don't want to type in all those words you can just type in 3r show 3r show works too on twitter at it's b rob all that good shit get that out of the way and uh hey buddy how you doing i haven't really i mean we talk every day kind of but i haven't really got to speak with you in the last few weeks we've had some shit happen man we've had birthdays and Mm -hmm. wrestlemania rolled around and you took your ass down i hated it so bad i wanted to go because it was right there but i just couldn't (laughs) that's why i couldn't pass it up i was like i even told my wife if i can even get a ticket to go i would still go just for the fuck of it you know just to be around the atmosphere um i knew a lot of people uh fellow podcasters and everything that were making the trek down to new orleans so i had to go see them and it was just like it's not only wwe wrestling when it's a wrestlemania week or weekend it's promotions from all over the world come and they converge on wherever city it is and they put on you know countless amounts of professional wrestling 
So, I mean, is a, is a for a wrestling fan, not just a WWE fan, but just like a wrestling fan. I mean, you should at least go to mes- WrestleMania once just to get exposed to all this different um, types of wrestling. I know. I'm going to I'm going to get to one. It's cool cuz the baby's getting older and already I can tell there's some things that as an adult you kind of don't you take for granted like you're just like whatever, but then you think about having like a little kid and you try to remember when you were that little and like there's things that I know would have been really cool at certain ages like monster trucks. Yeah. I'm a grown ass man, you know what I'm saying? I don't really get down to big and loud and speedy shit. I got other things to do. But I've never been to a monster truck show. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, we're driving, and he saw one, and he was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, monster truck. And I go, yeah. And I thought about it, and I go, man, I'm going to be able to take this little motherfucker to a monster truck show. Yeah. You know, and, and wrestling, Disneyland, like that's one he just now has gotten to where he can actually say Mickey Mouse, and he knows who it is and shit. But he's just, it's Mickey Mouse to him. So that kind of blows my mind. He's just, hey, when you're like five or six years old, if you could take a little kid Disney World and just have them be in that atmosphere just for a, a couple days, just mm. the shit is real, you know. That sounds pretty cool. I think sometimes I've just gotten old and cold, and I don't think about shit like that. But every once in a while, the kid will uh, rattle something loose, and I go, "Oh yeah, there's still yeah. magic when you're little." <laughs> yeah, I, I took the older two when they were small. This was before Baby B Rob, and um, it was like a whole bunch of happenstance. I mean, we was going to go down. It was just like how I said about WrestleMania. I didn't have a ticket to the show per se. Even if I didn't, I would have went down there anyway. It was kind of the same thing with the Disneyland thing. We was just going to go down to Florida because, I mean, I got a family down that way and we just going to go hang out. So we fell into the whole people hit us with a thing that's like, hey, if you be here tomorrow and you sit through the presentation, we'll give you free tickets to Disneyland. I was like, what? So they tried to sell us a condo and shit. Timeshare. That's good. That's good. And they said no. They gave us tickets. um, (laughs) We went to Disneyland. (laughs) That's awesome, man. I I can't tell you how many buffets we got from that shit. You just show up and you got to listen to them be like, yeah, man, just for this thing. And then knock yourself out. (laughs) Or they give you the gift basket. And some people would just be like, where's my free shit? (laughs) They don't give a flying fuck about anything. They just sit there. And on the way out, they're like, where's my free shit? Come on. Yeah, well, I almost considered it, but like, um, matter of fact, at the time, I even I signed up for it. But what I did is, um, I didn't do it on purpose. But what happened is, like, I gave them all my information, and um, the account that I linked the shit to for the monthly payments, no, you I wound up closing it. <laughs> so no, it never happened. No, 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 no you didn't get. Yeah, like the debit card, not like the route number and all the other bullshit. So no, I was like, yeah. no, no, no. You don't give strangers your motherfucking Visa card number, Rob. No, nah, man, it was cool. I hope I, she drop kicked you for that shit. You say what? You gave yeah. them the number? Man, it was all legal shit. It was just like you had to fill out the documents and do all this other bullshit or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, I'll just close this account. You don't, you don't think that they would sneak in one of them two hundred dollar charges just to just to see if you notice because people do shit like that and then they call you for ten years because <laughs> they get your goddamn number and they're like hey you want a contest no they, I'm I'm going through that right now not so much with like a timeshare or whatever but uh, many moons ago I want to say five plus years ago I bought a car in Jacksonville North Carolina right 
And, um, you know, after a while, your warranty runs out. And nowadays, they'll call you and try to sell you this um, new warranty plan for your vehicle. And you know how they do that shit now. Last so, minute, they call you right towards the end of the payment plan. Yeah, yeah. So I got rid of this car three years ago. And I've been getting called every day, every single day since I got rid of the car about a fucking warranty for a car I no longer own. Yeah. <laughs> every, like, it's in this a Jacksonville number that calls me every time, and every time I decline it, I block the number, decline it, block the number, and they call me from another Jacksonville phone number. Mm-hmm. So pretty soon, Jacksonville, North Carolina will not exist in my motherfucking phone no more unless they start using a different area code because every 910 number that comes to my phone is blocked. And what's what's crazy, what's sad about it, kind of, is just like, I know people in Jacksonville because uh, I spent bulk of my military career in Jacksonville, North Carolina. So if anybody out there was trying to contact me, because my number been the same for over 10 years now. So if anybody tried to contact me, I probably automatically fucking declined the call and blocked them. So fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I, uh, I've gotten to where I will listen. I'll I'll hang up on the first couple or I'll listen long enough to get you know the thing where it's like press 1 to speak to a representative press 2 to be placed on our and I'll press 2 you know I'll go that far but uh if they call me you know after that point then I'll just I'll talk to somebody and I'll just start talking crazy shit to them you just call you call them you know answer the shit and get a representative and when they get on the phone just go hey I blew that car up with dynamite, like just say something crazy, and and let it roll. Maybe record it's, it. <laughs> see, see, that's what the thing is, though. It's just like in the beginning, I told him like, "Hey, um, one of your representatives just called me yesterday, and I'm telling them the same thing I'm telling you. I no longer own the car. I I don't even live in North Carolina anymore. Right. You know." And it was like, "Okay, we'll update our records. Thank you for your time. And they'll hang up. If not the same damn day or the next day." Another motherfucking Jacksonville number calling me about the same motherfucking shit. <laughs> I had one recently and it felt good. Did you hear that? I already, man, you heard the story, I guess, if I told it. I can't remember. About the guy that called me and I had a little conversation with him and he shut the fuck up for a minute. I don't recall, but refresh my memory. So, you know, it was a collection deal that we're working on and they just kept calling trying to get all their money. And I, uh, no. I've been there. No, no, no. Excuse me. It wasn't that. It was actually uh, like what you're saying, one of those automated calls about some shit. And uh, I did what you said. I, I hung up. I blocked the number, all that shit. And then they just kept calling. So I answered it and, you know, press one, speak to a representative. I waited. And this guy got on the phone. He was like, thank you for, you know, holding. I'm Justin. Uh, how can I help you? And I go, listen, Justin, I don't need you to say anything. Just be quiet for a minute. <laughs> I said, you motherfuckers have called me, you know, every fucking day for at least the last week. Said, I've tried to be polite. I pressed your button to get taken off, and you just keep calling me. So, I'm telling you right now, don't fucking call my number again. All right? And it was quiet, right? And I said, are we clear? And he didn't say shit. And then it was a solid 20 seconds of silence. So just imagine this right here. I said, all right, Kevin, you know, this fucking da-da-da-da, and you ain't going to call me no more, okay? We good, Kevin? 
You tell me not to say anything. (laughs) 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 It took everything I had not to bust out laughing, and I was just like, all right, man, take it easy, and I fucking hung up the phone. (laughs) Savage. He was fucking, he was holding on to it, and he waited just long enough for me to to bite, (laughs) and he got me, and I was like, you motherfucker. Smart ass. <laughs> yeah, I had to get aggressive with a motherfucker one time trying to sell me some shit. Yeah. So damn, not this. This was like kind of along the same lines, but it was um those people who sell the after call warranties or whatever. You know, you um pay. It's just like insurance. So if your car has a major damage or if it has some major parts that needs to be replaced, you know, you pay this premium every month, and it uh it'll take they'll take care of it. You know, you ain't got to come out of pocket to get your car fixed or nothing. So dude was talking to me and it sounded pretty good you know yeah whatever but at the time i didn't have the funds to um you know do that you know i wanted to but i i couldn't afford it and that's what i was telling the guy and he was just like um well what if i knock it down by ten dollars i was like nah man and you know i I still even if he would have cut me down to like the bare bones of it i still couldn't do it you know i wasn't trying to put myself in a further financial bind and he was like, what if I knock it down $10? I was like, nah, man, I can't do it. Right. I just can't, man. You know, and then um, he's like, hold on one second. And then his manager got on the phone. He's like, hey, man. Um, and he was just like, um, but this is a great deal, man. You got to um, hear us out. I mean, I can even knock it down an additional. I forget the amount, but it was pretty low. And he's like, um, yada, yada, yada. Still trying to sell me. And I was like. Nah, man, I'm just like not in, you know, a place to where I can do that. I mean, it sounds good. I appreciate you giving me your time and everything. And um, I just can't do it. And he's like, but do you realize that something could happen to your car tomorrow? And like getting aggressive, like basing his voice and shit. And I was like, <laughs> like, no shit. Work. Not, I ain't gonna say work for work because I don't. This was years ago. But I was like, no, look, I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to let you know that I can't do this shit right now. You know, I just like laid into his ass, and he's like, "Okay, sir, click." <laughs> Good, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm gonna get mad at me because I don't want your shit. Just like, I wish you would. I wish you would get aggressive with me on the phone because I'll just hang up on you. That's number one. But number two, like, I'll sit there. You ain't doing shit over the phone. You know what I'm saying? We're just talking, so you can say all the crazy shit you want. I'll sit here and I'll pick my fucking nose and listen to you and just be like, uh huh. Just yeah. like I was just shocked at how he was um, he was handling like, Do you want your- that's, why, that's why I didn't fucking hang up in the beginning. So I was just like, what the fuck? Being on the phone with Steve Austin, he's like, do you want to be responsible for your goddamn kids getting killed in an accident? <laughs> <laughs> fucking tough guy. Some of a bitch. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Uh, I took my uh, 91-year-old grandpa. It's my wife's grandpa Mm -hmm. 91 it's my kid's great grandpa we went out to uh, eat some breakfast that's what I do like when I try to podcast on Saturday I have to wake him up at like 7 in the morning so that he takes a nap and normally we go to the old folks home and dude when I roll in there with that baby it's like all them old people light up it's crazy man and I enjoy it I see Mm -hmm. it Jack it's his name Jack is 91 years old and the reality is, is he's probably not going to live to see my son be 10, you know? So I 
I just I try to get him up there as much as I can so he can play with him and talk to him. It's cool. And uh, this morning, instead of doing that, because we've been doing that forever, he decided yep. that we needed to go get some Waffle House. So we got to go to the Waffle House and get some breakfast. Oh man, did you see? Did you hear the news? Did you see the news? No. What happened? They, they um, opened up a Waffle House in Atlanta that serves beer now. Oh, there's going to be some fights there. Oh man, I said it. It was my response. I think I put it on Twitter or whatever. I was like, this is the beginning of something good and bad. <laughs> oh, because they're just going to sit there and get drunk all day and eat hash browns. They're going to be the fattest, drunkest, angriest people. I don't know. I, I, and Lord. still, I mean, the Waffle House is for the culture, man. It's just like it's the place where people go on long road trips. If you're a truck driver sometimes yeah. or if you just stumbling out of the club drunk as shit, you need some that grease in your stomach to soak up all this alcohol. I mean, then you're going to start introducing beer to that environment. What the fuck is you thinking? I mean, they're going to make money, and I believe they're going to have, like, probably a cutoff. And you ain't going to be able to show up 3 o'clock in the morning and get you a beer with your fucking sunny side eggs and shit. So. It is true. <laughs> they're they're going to have to have some kind of – you know, but uh, some bars, dude. I, I, I When I did the bug guy thing, I had one bar in particular that opened at 7 a.m. flat. Like, they were there before 7. But at 7, the doors open, and they were like – you know, contractors and people like that that would be there at seven o'clock in the morning eating scrambled eggs and drinking Jack Daniels, man. It was crazy. You just think about it like these motherfuckers are just waking up. <laughs> That's whew. That's fucking crazy, man. That sounds like a lot. I get one glass of whiskey in me, it's hard to stay awake. I'm that dude. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I gotta pause for a second, Art. Can't just the ludicrous. <laughs> It was calling me, bro. Hmm. All right, I'm I'm back. With them diamonds in it. Where'd you get that matching pins with them windows in it? Who them girls you be with when you be riding through? Man, I ain't got nothing to prove. I paid my dues. Breaking the rules. It's- Ludacris is the shit. Fuck anybody and everybody else. Love that fucking dude. <laughs> ah, shit. Anyway, Waffle House... It's like a dipstick for America. If you want to get a taste of everybody, drop into a Waffle House <laughs> and you will see everything, the, the gamut. And uh, so it was, you know, it was okay. It was early, so it really wasn't that bad. But I took my grandpa there and uh, we ate. Everything was cool and we left. So I, I go out first. You know, he walks a little slower. I hold the door opens for him and shit. The doors open for him. Yeah. And, uh, I go ahead and take the baby, and I go to start putting him in the car because he got the car seat and shit. So I'm just kind of not paying attention, thinking he's just taking his time and shit. And so I'm putting the kid in, and then out the door. We're, we got a good spot, like right by the front door. So out the door of the restaurant comes this, I don't know, probably like 50, like pops. You know what I'm saying? 50-year-old black dude in a, in a, you know, his shirt had Tupac and Biggie on it. And he was in like baggy basketball shorts and some flip-flops, like... And uh, he comes outside, and he was like, hey, man. And I look up, and my grandpa's getting into the dude's car. <laughs> like He got confused. <laughs> yeah, that, it was that moment. I heard that in my head when he came out, and I thought he was talking to me. And I go, huh? And I kind of look over, and then I look further over my shoulder, and I see grandpa's getting into the passenger seat of that dude's car. <laughs> it was parked next to my car. 
I just looked at him and I said, "Hey, Jack." And he goes, "Oh, wait a minute." Like, "Yeah, we're over here, buddy." <laughs> the dude started laughing. He was just like, "I saw him from inside." I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my pops is old. My dad, he um what, I'm 36, so he's 86. Yeah. And um, he ain't to that point yet. He's still moving around. He's still driving and everything. And and honestly, I mean, you know, he loved my kids. So, yeah. like, the only reason I think he holding on this long is because he want to see the older two graduate. I can dig that. Give you something yeah. to look to. You know what I'm saying? Give you a reason to stick around. I think you need that. You need to stay inspired and and you know happy living and you need to fucking move around i think that's the biggest problems when you get old is you just kind of lose your inspiration and you sit on your fucking couch and then you know some people when they're 80 they're that crotchety old 80 <laughs> and some people at 80 are still fucking getting around dude you just yeah. gotta kind of take care of your shit a little bit my dad does not sit still whatsoever man he's just always on the move that's it whatever it's just like I went home one time to visit, and um, the baby she all, she loved going there because Papa always make her goddamn bacon and pancakes no matter what hour of the day it is. Hell yeah! And sometimes he don't feel like cooking, so he might go get the microwave bacon and pancakes or whatever. So we got there, and um, he didn't know we was coming because usually if he know we coming, fucking banquet there already cooked. Because, I mean, I've been on many road trips to where I came from North Carolina to back to Lake Charles. And that's like an 18-hour drive. Yeah. And I would get there like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, from wherever else I was stationed, I would drive home. I always get home early in the morning. And no matter what time I broke the seal of that fucking doorway, there was already food cooked. Just One right. in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. Food was ready to be eaten. All I had to do was warm that shit up and chow down. That's what's so, up. So we got there, and the, he didn't have the bacon and the pancakes. As soon as the baby asked where the bacon and the pancakes, he jumped in the truck and drove the fuck onto the stove and got bacon and pancakes and came right back. And then she asked for something else, and then he turned right back around, got in the truck and left and went to the stove, got the shit, and came right back. <laughs> That's what's up. That's a good-ass dude, man. It's, it's just like, about. even if somebody mentioned something, I mean, not so much asking for it or whatever, it's just like, Man, um, we ain't had this in a while or something, something. He would just automatically get up, grab his hat and keys, and just go. I'm and all, and <laughs> sometimes we'd just be sitting there conversating. He'd be in the other room laying down watching his westerns like he normally do. And then you know when he get ready to go somewhere because his feet start shuffling. He'll start touching his pocket where his keys at. Oh, and that, shit. that hat go on his head. He out the door. <laughs> He's warming up the band. He's like doing sweet chin music, walking down the hallway. He's fucking getting his groove in. I'd love to see it. That sounds fucking awesome. I'm glad that he can still get around. Does he drive the speed limit, though? Because that's my problem with older folks driving. I think everybody should take like a like a reassessment test at least every couple of years once you get over about 65. <laughs> he, he do, he, he, he's like a normal human being. He, do, he does the five plus. Good, so good, good. 25, I, I lo- doing 30. I can't stand them old people. When I, when I see a lanyard or I see that blue mark on the back of your license plate, I'm a, I'm a professional roadsman, Rob. I'm on the roads every day, and uh, it is a very shitty feeling, like coming up behind them blue tags, and you go, oh, man, and now i got to try to get over. 
because you're doing 40 miles an hour on the freeway like a bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I it, don't know. It's he's, a, he's still kicking it. It's what you got to do. It's an inspiration. You got to fucking keep moving. So uh, <clears throat> I heard something the other day talking music, mm. listening to another uh, show. And I heard about this Gucci Flip Flop song. You heard Gucci Flip Flop, Rob? I think I did. I, th- I might have. It might have came across my ear holes once in a while. Because when I get in my vehicle, the um, radio is on, like the local radio station. So I might have heard it that way before I turned it on to my podcast or whatever. So it's popular. Uh, at least it's got a shit ton of views on YouTube. And the, the, the point the dude was making, he goes, it's a good ass song. I don't care what anybody says. Now, the song is uh, Bad Baby, who, of course, is the Cash Me Outside chick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I believe little Yachty, Mr. Cheeto Head himself, no. Captain Mumble Rap. Uh, anyway, the dude was made. He's like, "That's a good fucking song," and people make fun of me. And I tell him, "Go fuck you." That's a good song. And I fancy myself a fan of rap music, and I listened to it, and I said, "It's you know what? I'm gonna play it. How about that? Just yeah. give you a taste to make sure yeah. we're on the same level here. You tell me what you think. Play that song. How about that?" She flip flops, fucking hit your bitch in massage. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off of the clock. Pull the six out, winter time, dropping the top. Give it to they pussy ass, turn this shit up a notch. Gucci flip flops, make a kick rock. This a big clock, check the wrist watch. Gucci flip flops, fucking hit your bitch in massage. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off of the clock. Bad baby, got these bitches busting for cash. I've had enough. Oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> no, it's just like the beat was okay, but it's like she's not saying nothing I ain't never heard before. Okay, so here's the thing. This is what I said to the guy. I said, okay, check it out. That beat is fucking nasty. I'll give you that. I didn't hate the hook, but my problem is it's a mumble rapper and a juvenile delinquent, and that's why I can't get into it. If it was fucking Jeezy and somebody else, if it w- was Jeezy and 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 I don't fucking know, just throw somebody else in there. You saying Gucci flip flop, hit your bitch in the block, like it would be a great song. <laughs> I'd be bumping the fuck out of the song, but I just can't get behind uh, "Cash Me Outside, Lady" because I have a feeling she's gonna get fucked up <laughs> pretty soon, and uh, I just I can't support these fucking babies, kids. I've had enough. Yeah, they had um something a little while ago. She, I think, beefing with another flippy hip flop flip flop rapper. I think it was that uh, Takashi Six Nine motherfucker, the one with the rainbow hair and all the tattoos and shit. Oh, fuck that dude, dude. I just did. You see my? I posted. I just found out the other day that that dude, and I guess Lil Pump isn't the same guy. I just saw yeah. the face tattoos and the rainbow hair, and I was like, all right, well. Oh shit! There's two of y'all. Oh man! <laughs> a comedian that went on somebody's radio show dressed as Takashi Six Nine. I mean, he had the tattoos down to a T. He had like he paid somebody to dag on make him look like this dude just to make fun of him. 
Uh, tattoos on your face. Tattoos on your face. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I don't know where my life would have led me if I didn't join the military, dude. Because, like, I know for a fact, I mean, I would have way more tattoos than I already have. And I know I would have, like, a gang of piercings because at the time, before I joined, I mean, I worked at Spencer's Gifts. And um, I would have got all the piercings that I would have wanted for free, you know. So, it, it, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I shudder to think what my life would have been like if I didn't join the military when I did. <laughs> you like that kind of pain, bro? You got a little something going on there? Is that your thing? No, I don't. It's just uh-huh. I could, you know. Just because you could deal with it. Yeah, it's just that. like I would have got all. The only reason I have one ear pierced, mm-hmm. and I got the other one pierced just because I got it for free, you know. And I, I felt like probably at the time I would have got an ass load of more piercings because I just knew I would have been able to get them for free. I wouldn't have to pay for them. And the, uh, whatever. I mean, I had a hookup guy. Or whatever. So I would have had way more than what I got now. But the military, you know, stopped me from getting more tattoos. And obviously I couldn't have piercings and all this other shit. So, you know, <laughs> I've been looking like Lil Wayne or one of the other motherfuckers with all them tattoos and shit. No, I'm not against tattoos. I've got a couple myself. They're nothing to shake a stick at compared to, to most people that are, get tatted up. I'm just saying, like, I understand it. I see the allure, and I would like to have more tattoos. They're just really fucking expensive. And yes. I haven't found other shit that I'd like to dedicate or have enough money to just go all out and just be like, I want that one and that one and that. You know, I would, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about the job stoppers is, you know, what I've heard them called the fingers, the face, like you get tattoos on your fingers and face. That's, that's next level, bro. Like you're pretty much just saying, I, yeah, whatever. I go anal on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing nowadays or whatever. Cause like now I don't have the security of the military anymore and I'm out here with all you civilian folk and you know, that's what's stopping me now from getting more tattoos. I mean, I have a job now. I mean, even if I had to, I could wear long sleeves and be fine. But I don't want to have to go through all that shit. I'm just, so I'm just kind of like stuck where I am with what I got. Or the other alternative is just to get it on places to where it's not visible in my clothing. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, if you would have took B Rob from way back sixteen through seven, sixteen through eighteen. And not dumped him into the military system, I'd probably be looking like one of them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I can respect. I would think if you really liked them, you could just do like that that t shirt look. Have you seen that where you get like half sleeves and you get like your, under your titty meat and oh, all yeah. around your back and under your shoulders and you just get everything tatted except like what you can cover with a t shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people I'm- do that just so that there's no, no bullshit and they get nice pieces. Yeah. I'm thinking about that too. But, like, the only things with, like, the stuff I had on my forearms and all the other stuff yeah, never finished, you know, because, like, I got them. I was like, you know, I can get these now. And then, you know, after I'm in a little while, I can go ahead and finish them. But, you know, the way with the climate of the military and the tattoo policy, it changed dramatically. It was like for a while it didn't matter. You can join the military if you had no more than seven tattoos, you know, at the time that I went in. This was like 2000. Damn. You can go in with no more than seven. That's that's sign up. 
But after you was in, it really didn't fucking matter because you already been through training. You already been to boot camp. They have already invested money into you. Right. So that they would have motherfuckers with sleeves from their freaking wrists all the way up to their goddamn shoulders and neck and around their body and everything. Nothing visible in uniform, but they were just pretty much look like a Yakuza and shit, you know? <laughs> but um, all that really changed, I think, around... I don't know. I, I want to say somewhere in between 2006 to 2008, yeah. they changed um, tattoo policy dramatically. And like people was getting uh, is if they didn't have their shit documented before then, they couldn't get any more tattoos. And if they got any more after the fact, they can get put out. Hmm. So, yeah, it was just a weird situation. And for me, I almost got fucked up because um my leadership failed me. I kind of failed myself, but at the same time, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So I already had the tattoos. I got, I, I got like 30 something tattoos. Yeah. And um, there's like, they changing the tattoo policy. If you want to be grandfathered in, cause you've been in before this time, you need to go down to photo and get all your tattoos documented. So I did that. And um, I went to the photo place. They took all my pictures of my tattoos and everything. And I thought that was done. Right. I didn't have to do anything else. So flash forward years and years later, this is more toward the tail end of my career. I'm trying to reenlist so I can go to um, Fort Leonard, Missouri and be an instructor. And I'm having trouble with my goddamn reenlistment because of my tattoos. I was like, dude, I had these documented a long time ago. Yeah, I'm already here, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Stop playing. So, so like I'm saying, that was like, 2006, seven, eight. Here it is, fucking 2000, what, 15 now? And they asking me about my shit now? And I'm like, dog, I got this documented years ago. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not in your SRB, it's not in your um, service book. And I was like, well, I did what I was supposed to do. So, you know, now dealing with new Marines, you know, now me being the responsible one, I'm the one that's supposed to be sending these guys to get their stuff documented and taking pictures of, and I'm going through the process with them for what they got to do, and I didn't do the same shit they did. So <laughs> you go down, you take your pictures, they put them on a disc, or they email them to your chain of command, uh, and um, they bring it to the admin section, they they do a thorough documentation of it. All I did was go down there, take pictures, and then left. They didn't do shit. They didn't give me a copy of nothing. They didn't do nothing. So right. basically, I just went down there and did a photo shoot, and that was the end of it. <laughs> you know, be flexing, like posing. Check it out. Yeah. Bam, bam. So now bam. here we are, years later, and like this is jeopardy. This is before I even thought about retiring or even was eligible to retire. Now they're playing with my livelihood and shit because I could get kicked out over this bullshit. So, um. Worked it through the chain of command, was able to get it um, redocumented, um, saying, you know, we did an addendum saying, hey, that it wasn't done by this person, this person, whatever, and I was good to go. So I was able to reenlist and go to my next duty station. (laughs) Good. But I bet that was a fucking rough couple days because I'm sure it didn't happen immediately. You were probably sitting there sweating. Hell yeah, man. I thought I was going to get kicked the fuck out because, like, what happened was it was just like, it wasn't only me this happened to. It was you know, a couple of my peers been in the same amount of my time or more. And I was the only one that got through. They got kicked out. And like, it was unceremoniously, man. It was just like on the dime. It was like, you got from this time to this time to get your shit together and get the fuck out. I was like, what type of shit is that, dog? 
to kick you out quick, man. It's I got a, a, a buddy who uh, fucked around and joined the Navy, and he was out on the boat, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a while ago. This was back when, like, YouTube and shit was first starting to pop up. This is kind of a sad story now that I think about it. But, yeah, he fucking had this buddy, and they would, like, email each other back and forth porn. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> his buddy fucking emailed him a porno. And come to find out, like, the chick in the porno was underage. And the, oh. the buddy was fucking, like, dealing child porn shit, right? But because my my friend received that email he was linked in like this big fucking thing that happened and yeah dude he got kicked out he got dishonorable discharge and he went to fucking prison for like a year or two yeah man that's sex offender registered like I was I was just blown away because the dude I think I know him well enough to know that that wasn't his bag you know what I'm saying maybe he was a bit of a freak but he wasn't into kids yeah and it just, dude, that broke my fucking heart because there wasn't anything they could do about it. That was like federal crime because <laughs> it's in the goddamn Navy. So he got like JAG officered and then he went to prison. Well, what what, what was the time frame on that? Like the year? Uh, okay, let's see. I would have been like 19. No, I'd have been 20. So he said 2007, right around there, 07, 08. That kind of makes sense, because like at the time it was just like we just started uh, introducing like a internet service into the military for us, like um the mail system. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like in the beginning, like a, a, maybe a little bit before that, it wasn't as you know restrained or monitored like it is now. So I can understand people sending links and stuff like that to each other and um getting away with it, mm-hmm. but oh you can't. You can't even get a whiff of that shit now, and damn, no. your whole you and everybody is going down. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. It's a good thing. You know, it sucks because it was just one of those wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. And what do you do with that? You just throw your hands up and go, "I, I can't fucking, I can't help you." <laughs> like this, this is I. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, it's unfortunate, but whatever. But that was on him too, man. You ain't supposed to be That's doing true. that shit at work regardless that's true and you know there's a certain level of responsibility it just sucks that you know that's a simple mistake that's like pulling your dick out to take a piss behind a school or something on accident and somebody calls a cop on you and you get like a public indecency pulling your dick out charge now you're a sex offender you know like there's levels to this shit i am in no way shape or form cool with people that you know assault people i've never even had anybody pull their dick out at me that would be weird like in public you hear mm-hmm. these stories in like New York and LA about like these homeless dudes just sitting around jagging off all the time. I've never in my whole life I've seen some fucking crazy shit, Rob. I've heard some shit. I've smelled some crazy shit in my day. I have never once seen a homeless, a vagabond on the side of the road beating his dick. Like I don't know how I would, would handle that. Yeah, I, I, I've never ran across it either. I mean, Houston, especially the downtown area where I do most of my work at, is just riddled with like the homeless man, and they just like laid up in the middle of the fucking road and the sidewalk and everywhere, and like yeah, I never ran across nothing like that. Although I don't know if my eyes was playing tricks on me or whatever, I highly doubt it. But I was walking back to the parking garage downtown, and um, there's like a little alleyway that goes alongside of the um, parking garage. 
And um, usually that's where the homeless people hang out at. They'll sleep there or whatever. They'll take a shit there. I don't walk past many piles of human feces uh. down down and around that little alley or whatever because that's one of my patrol points. Beautiful. And I'm going back to the garage. I'm crossing the street in front of this alley and this dude was just standing there with his pants around his ankles and damn his shirt down to his fucking thighs and shit. So I don't, I didn't like I caught a glimpse of it out my peripheral. I didn't turn my head all the way to look. <laughs> shit. He said I didn't make eye contact with it. But yeah, it's like, like <laughs> it's just like if I thought that's what I saw, I didn't want to confirm it. I just kept fucking walking. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. He was just like he was like one of the walkers from The Walking Dead or whatever. It's like his pants down around his ankles, uh, shirt to his thighs and shit. I ain't seen no balls or dick or nothing, so that's cool. And um, he was just like kind of walking, doing the little zombie walk, slow and shit. And then like I'm seeing this dude out my peripheral, you know whatever. And I'm like trying to convince myself that I'm not seeing this <laughs> shit or this is not like real. And I just keep walking with my head forward, dog. I got my head down in my phone. And, you know, he take a couple steps and he's like, hey, man. And I was like, I just kept walking straight into the garage and just never looked back. <laughs> Rob said, nope. <laughs> just kept I'm on not, walking. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this shit today. <laughs> I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> fuck, fuck, whatever. I don't even care. You do you. You do you, sir. <laughs> Have a nice day. I can remember another time I was downtown in um, one of the security buildings and I was looking at the cameras. They got cameras around the building for all four of the streets that surround the building. And then um, they got cameras around the parking garage I was just talking about. So they had a dude on that sidewalk on the far side of the um, parking garage. Usually homeless people sit there too because they, they got a bus stop on the other side and they'll sleep behind the bus stop. And then um, this dude, I'm looking at him on the um, the camera and it looked like the wind is just beating his ass. It's like, and it's not even fucking windy. It's just like, it looked like there was some like category five hurricane winds just blowing this dude back. It's just like he's walking against the wind. You ever seen like a mime do that shit? Right. That's how, that's lean, how, how this guy looked. It. Like the Tin Man, they're leaning way into it. <laughs> and then like he's, he's walking forward, then he stumbled backwards, and then he just fell. And then he rolled around on the ground and shit like <laughs> he was on fire or some shit. And then damn, he started kicking his feet and legs and everything. And then he just laid there like still. And it was like a good five, almost 10 minutes. And he did not move a fucking muscle. And I was like, what do I do? Do I call the police? Do I just stay here on the monitor and watch him? What yeah. the fuck do I do? <laughs> what is my job? You know, because I mean. I'm just looking at this dude on the camera going through the shit or whatever the fuck is happening. I was like, what do I do? I'm going to let him work that out. <laughs> and then um, a couple minutes go by and then I see him start moving again and he just get up and kind of walk off and I was like, thank Lord. <laughs> yeah. not, a, not on my sidewalk. I just throw some water on him or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Fucking throw some water. Maybe hit, kick him a little. Go. Yeah, but the, Move. But that, was, that was like a couple blocks away. It's just like the um, the parking garage is not on the same block with the building that I have to secure. So I'm like looking at this dude a block or so away on this, just flipping out like this. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm in there on the Sunday, so it's closed to the public. Yeah. I just had to be there for safety reasons. And you get homeless people wrapped in blankets and shit, and they'll come knock on the glass door and be like, can I come in? I was like, no. And they're okay. And they just walk away. 
Anybody start beating on the glass, I'd be like, come on, motherfucker, let me in. I'd be like, no. <laughs> no. But it was just casual shit. He's like, he'd come in with his blanket wrapped around him. And he's like, tap, tap, tap. Hey, can I come in? I was like, no. He's like, okay. And he's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So... Was uh, looking at the Twitter and I saw that that Avicii guy died. You know who Avicii is the the DJ dude. You're nobody until you die. So I didn't know about this dude till he died. Man, I have weird music vendettas, and I've had one against that dude for a little while. And oh. I'm not gonna say that it did that with my mind, but I might have done it with my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like I might have brushed across something that he may have done because I mean I listen to a variety of music but I mean I'm not like I don't really sought after music anymore like I used to but like if I come across it it's in earshot I like it you know I'll listen to it maybe more than once but you know I'm not really into it no more it was um, a song that he had called Wake Me Up and it was before you go go close almost that but no it's he does uh, EDM dance yeah. DJ the, music anyway so and that's okay look I guess that's cool I can't do what you do so I would give you that much respect but come on bro it's you know, this you're playing tracks. DJs spin records. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't be, be a thing, but you can't call yourself a DJ. DJ spin record. It's a disc jockey. That's disc. Yeah. Disc. You gotta have disc to be a disc jockey, motherfucker. Now I seen somebody like I'll, I'll come across a YouTube video every now and then of somebody putting one of those you know, sets together, and it's pre- it's pretty in, it's intricate, man. It's um, kind of tedious or whatever. They'll take like the smallest of samples and they'll turn that shit into a whole song and I think that's pretty cool or whatever you've got the patience for it I'm not saying that it's not impressive I'm saying it's not a DJ because yeah, a, DJ you know, a lot a of stuff is pre-set up that's a whole other set of skills bro you're fucking spinning records and you're listening in one headphone looking for the next part to jump from whatever the fuck you're doing and you scratch it like that's that's real shit and these guys are doing something. They're like arranging music. That's music arranger. It's just you're not a DJ. Fucking come up with your own shit. It's semantics. Use the right goddamn word. <laughs> you're a music coordinator, and you're pretty good at it, I guess, for people on Molly. It's not my yep. personal favorite, but uh, I'll, I'll give you that. So anyway, this Avicii kid, he's like a Swedish or Danish or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um DJ who arranges his music and he had two songs that I I fucking enjoyed. One of them was the song of the summer for like 2013, 20 yeah, the the wake me up song. So wake me up when it's all over and Oh yeah, that, I did hear that. That song and all it is is he and it's confusing because you hear the song and you hear the words and you're like, "Oh, yeah, Savichi guy, he fucking kicks ass." And then you find out that Avicii's just a DJ. And that the guy who's actually singing the song is a completely different artist who's not mm-hmm. even credited for the goddamn song. And that pissed me off. Because the artist is actually really fucking impressive. And I enjoy his music. And it's like, dude, like you didn't even put his goddamn name in parentheses next to yours? Come on, man. 
that's fucked off. Now, people like me and, and you or other people that might be a little diligent and enjoy something and go, well, let me look a little deeper, figured out who he is and what he does and that, you know, he's actually a very good, like, R&B soul singer. He's amazing. And I was a little pissed off. And then it happened again with, like, his next hit song. It was called Hey Brother. Do you remember that song? No. Hey, brother, there's an endless road to rediscover. And it's then it goes into dance music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we can fucking play it. It's the thing is, it's another time that, that that's an Avicii song. But Avicii's just a, a DJ. The guy that's singing is actually the fucking guy who sings um, Man of Constant Sorrow from the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Hmm. You know that song? I'm like, no, not really. You never seen our brother where art thou, you fuck? Man, I, I, you know how much shit I've seen and forgot. <laughs> Dog. Oh, brother, where art thou? George Clooney? Like I said, I got to see it. Maybe I have. I don't know. John Goodman was there. Okay. Okay. I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We can, we, can, we can come back to that later, goddammit. <laughs> but my point is, in that situation, same thing like this song gets super fucking popular but it's just Avicii's name behind it it doesn't tell you that the other guy is a successful or a up and coming music artist who you know maybe could get a credit considering it's their fucking voice cause the Avicii part of those two songs is garbage the The whole yeah. point is the people singing yeah you know I, I, and I can understand that it's like somebody taking the audio from my podcast and you know playing it on their show as theirs you know yeah i mean it's it i'm gonna i'm gonna make a little point here and because i'm really i'm not happy that the fucking dude died but no. i'm happy that i think because he did some other people are going to talk about it just like me right now and they're going to look into it a little bit and just be like well why did he do it that way that seems kind of weird i don't understand why did he do it that way yeah so look, okay, here's the goddamn the song, and I'm going to play two versions of this, and it's going to be real quick. I'm going to give a sample, then I'm going to make my point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was a good lyric, man. I like that. I'm going to have to download that. <laughs> Feeling my way through the darkness so that's the version that, that got really popular. Yeah, I know that song. Okay. Yeah. I think I have that. This is the Avicii part. So that's all he did. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fuck that. This dude's voice is the reason this song is awesome. You didn't even put his name on it. You fucking dildo head. He even wrote the song. That's what's yeah. even more fucked up. Like, I got to looking at it, and he's a co author of the song. Aviche wrote the music. There's a guitarist, I think, from Weezer or Incubus or something that actually did the musical arrangements. And Aloe Black, who is the singer, wrote the fucking lyrics to that song after they presented him with the fucking idea. 
Mm-hmm. So, fuck you. <laughs> you should have said something about a lower black, you dickhole. So that, here's that um that dude that remixed that uh, put a beat over um was that Shirley Caesar beans greens potatoes tomatoes hands. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the same shit. Okay, so look. Here's the other song. Now, this one, I'm going to have to jump again, and then I'm going to make the point. Hey, brother, there's an endless road to rediscover. Hey, sister, know the water's sweet, but blood is thicker. Okay. So he's doing the, the background music to this. But the captivating part of this song is the vocals. Yeah. You didn't put their name on it, you fucking dickhead. They're not even mentioned until you dig in to find out who it is. And you just heard the other song. So here's my point. Here's what he did in this song. It's it's the exact same shit. It's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Here he goes. it that's all and he does that for another couple minutes so i find it kind of strange i don't i'm not saying he was a bad guy i don't know him it just seems a little odd to me that you wouldn't give those people a chance to get their taste of it because with all due respect 80 percent of that was because of what they did <laughs> not because of your stupid fucking sounds that came out of your 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 disc man and your ipod like yeah those guys but i'm wondering were, what was the logistics on that though it was just like all right we've known historically for kanye west to sample people music but he pays for that shit right so how take somebody fucking voice and you do a remix to it and they not get their dip on it do you know how many people didn't realize like just like me that that white boy wasn't singing that goddamn song (laughs) it's fucked up man but it's kind of like it's the elvis theory like okay is it better that they take it and you know make it popular without the other person getting the credit for it or maybe somebody finds out that they did it and become a fan or should they have just not gotten it in the first place and the other person should get their goddamn due it just nobody might ever hear it they might get 30,000 plays on SoundCloud Mm. it's a dilemma right fucking weird well how about this here's the real goddamn version of the song (laughs) and my point Aloe Black Feeling my way through the darkness Guided by a beating heart I can't tell where the journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in a dream Life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes Well, that's fine by me So wake me up when it's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself 
Respect. I hope I get the chance to travel the world, but I don't have any plans. Wish that I could it's a good ass song. Yeah, I like this song a lot. He should have got his goddamn due, and I'm upset because he's kind of famous now, but he's still not. That god, that other song got 20 million plays. You know what I'm saying? And and he's he's still kind of under the radar, and it shouldn't be that way. So fuck you, Avicii. You Rest bitch. Peace. You bitch. <laughs> <sighs> What's actually kind of funny is, is I'm not against sampling. I couldn't be because the thing is, is one of his other popular songs, the Aloe Black dude, was uh, uh, the man, and that was a play off of like a Elton John song. You, know? you tell everybody. That's it. Man, I'm the man, I'm the man. That's the one. Now, when I was in Missouri, um, I used to, you know, the wrestling promotion, I used to um, help out um, Central States Championship Wrestling. Yeah. They had a dude that would come there just about every show. His name was Mitch Johnson. And um, he had, like, a whole bunch of different belts. Like, he had um, the Missouri, I forget what it was, but he had the Central State Championship title. And then um, I think they had a tournament for the Missouri State title. Or it was vice versa, one or two. I think he had the Missouri State title, and he they did it for the uh, CCW title. Anyway, he came out at the beginning of the tournament, and that was his fucking theme song. And I automatically liked that dude from then on. Because right. it would get quiet, and he's like, you can tell everybody, and you can tell everybody. He'd come out with his uh, blue singlet on, and he had like a red... Um, adidas coat over the top and he had his belt around his waist and he had like this long jesus-like hair and he would just come out i'm the man i'm the man i'm the man <laughs> it's beautiful aloe black is a bad motherfucker and you know what i hope that this helps him break i hope that everybody looks him up and finds it out and just to prove my point i would like to give you a taste of one more song and if you need to fucking get in on this shit too you get on some spotify or some shit so yeah aloe black motherfucker
<sighs> Go yeah, do your motherfucking thing, Aloe Black. Get out there and get your titles because you deserve it, you fucker. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. I heard that song. Yeah, it makes your whole happy. Makes you you got good jack, good, good vibes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like what this. I was trying to say. Good vibes in your ear hole. I don't know what happened there. My brain just was like. <laughs> it, it it happens, especially when you do a medium such as podcasting or whatever. It's just like you try to, you know, over time you try to eliminate your pet words mm-hmm. and everything and you feel yourself about to say that word again so you try to replace it with another word and it just doesn't work out your brain frees up <laughs> it's, I, it's weird i think i've tried to do a good job today I've, I've monitored i know it's happened i'm just trying to stay away from it stay on track mm-hmm. uh i did a 420 show last night i was drinking beer and the uh the host's this they asked me a long time ago and it's really weird like just out of the blue they were like you want to be on a 420 show and i was like all right so uh i think they said they're based out of minnesota but they drove to denver for 420 which sounds cool i guess in theory but the logistics of it is also like i promise you're not the only person that had that idea so it's going to be pretty stupid and turns out that's exactly what happened <laughs> so they were we were talking and i think they made like weed spaghetti and they were smoking joints and it was just hilarious man just sitting there trying to keep them on track because you know we've done enough episodes with other people like i think we have pretty good connections with folks so it's easy to talk to people sometimes people get a little nervous up front sometimes people are stiff i'm trying to talk to three stoners on 420 with just just full of drugs <laughs> just yeah fucking stone to the gills and i'm trying to help them and i'm trying not to step on them either you know what i'm saying because i don't want to show up and take over the show but at the same time like there were moments where they would all three go into something bless their heart and i would just be like dead air time is not cool in live show <laughs> like i just started making noise because i'm like this this can't happen we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> yeah, this is like trying to wrangle in a whole bunch of cats <laughs> it's live baby we gotta keep talking but i think it went okay i gave out some advice uh about how to uh how to to make bongs and shit out of stuff inanimate objects and we talked about oh man there's a chick on the show that uh told a, a an interesting story <laughs> Was it provocative? It, it uh, quite. In Did fact, I would say point? I would say a little bit scandalous, and I don't think anybody uh, really listened. And if they did, they were like, "Huh." <laughs> <laughs> what, what What did she do? Well, I'll tell you. Now, if you like to hear the story in full, you're going to have to listen through a two-hour uh, recorded show, and it's at asnnetwork.com, I believe. So, uh, on the way from Minnesota to Denver, or wherever, Colorado, uh, they stopped in Kansas at this gas station, right? Apparently, it was like a big fancy one. Homegirl went into the the place and realized that the toilet seat had a bidet option on it. Mm -hmm. And she uh, decided to, you know, like when she got done, she went to go ahead and spray herself out the the back door 
mm-hmm. and it got her intrigued <laughs> and she was like that's interesting and then she started said there was like different options and pulses and shit so she ended up uh you know taking her shit to the car wash if you know what i'm saying ah. and i was Amazing. like all right that's you know. cool man i said yeah. what did you what did you think could you rate the cycles like what was what was the best one in a public bidet in a public bathroom bidet in a gas station now i've never seen that so i'm assuming that it must have been some kind of high class shit if uh, they got bidets right like they don't mm-hmm. have those at a fucking loves truck stop i go to those all the time Mm, that had to be some high end shit I never heard of the thing me either I, I think they said it was just this big new gas station like out in the middle of bumfuck Kansas so <laughs> I was just that was the story that I got about halfway through and then uh, yeah that was it they got really really stoned and I kind of made fun of them a couple times and it was it was really fun I've got all the unaired footage I've got all the break time footage not footage what's the fucking word audio same difference (laughs) yeah i've got the director's cut (laughs) so i don't know like i might have to talk to him maybe i'll be able to piece something together and share it but uh it was cool i just got to cut out some some spots where literally nobody was talking because we were on break there's like minute or two segments where like yeah other shit was happening getting good at placing music for breaks rob did you just notice i had to go take a piss you like how I did that? I didn't even say I was going. I just went yeah, to piss. Yeah, he was a sneaky bastard. I was just like, all right, he's going to play a little bit of this song. <laughs> like, all right, it's still going. I was singing with it for a little while. Yeah, well, that's what I knew it was going to happen. So I said, well, fuck, I got I got to go right now. So I just ran out. <laughs> the world will never know. I'm going to leave this in, though, just so you will know, though. Yeah, I think I did that like on um, my last two episodes. So I was just like, I had, um, I was, I was talking about a song and I was like a lot of people ain't probably gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about so I just included it in the audio <laughs> yeah I like having music involved it's just I gotta I guess I gotta be careful and I gotta remember some of the rules so cause I've only had one episode flagged but I think SoundCloud's got a three strike policy so I've got one strike can't afford no more strikes homie it's not gonna do me any good yeah they can't be about that um that podcast prison life because then I'd have to look into switching and I have to get a hold of my production crew and uh, have them handle that because I don't I don't know how to do that shit I'm just the talent yeah I heard um, the Michael Jai White joint that was pretty cool not bad right yeah I tried to catch you yeah then anybody to be interested that's the the wheelbarrow full of dicks internet radio program uh strangelabel.com or your, any of your local podcast providers mm-hmm. you can listen to them and they interviewed Michael Jai White yeah I like that guy I like him a lot I, I, first for, forevermore and they touched about it also briefly it was like forevermore he would be spawned to me no matter what he do <laughs> yeah it's and this is Mike I think gets kind of weird when you when you compliment him he's just like any other fucking dude he just it's kind of impressive some of the guests they've gotten on the show. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it for a while now, and it's just if you go back and look through it, they've talked to, you know, now Michael Jai White. They have intros from Keith David that they use all the time. Mm-hmm. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, that should trip me out the first time I heard it. I was like, 
Right. I think it's like um, I thought they might have sampled it from somewhere else and they just kind of like edited in something, you no. know. But I was like, that's really that motherfucker, man. He was he was on their show and he just he play, he was playful and I guess they gave him the drives again. Napier, some something, wheelbarrow full of dicks. Like it's beautiful. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard every time they do it. And uh, I guess that's kind of what you're working for. I, you know, unfortunately, nobody really. I'm not saying nobody, but. They're not a big famous podcast, and Mike puts a lot of work into that shit. They've they've had interesting guests, and it's just three assholes sitting around talking to people that are kind of famous. Mm-hmm. I dig that. I think that's what a lot of us are going for, and so bravo. Yes, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like a, if I was able to get a celebrity of that caliber on my show or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what to, I would do with myself. I sound like the Joker in the Dark Knight right now. He's like, I'm, I'm like a dog. Just, or I, I don't really know what I would do with it when I caught it. But. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm with that. And see, it's funny. I compared pie, and this is, we're going to get into the sanctimonious side of this now. We're going to be the assholes. I was thinking the other day about like podcasting and how like it's like kind of like wrestling in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny because it is it's it's like professional wrestling like you could do it forever and never get famous and you could be good at it or you could suck at it you fight not fight figure it out five years in you know and then realize oh fuck i suck <laughs> it's it's a labor of love dude you just do it because you you like it and eventually if other people enjoy it then you might get somewhere but you might spend the whole time doing nothing like right now you're what two and a half years in yeah, something like that. You on the road, you know what I'm saying? You're fucking, you might even be like a mid-card guy right now on the indie circuit. I'm still fresh. Like, I got a DDT, I got a good working punch, but I'm still a little stiff. And people get mad at me sometimes because I accidentally <laughs> punch them in the head and got a lot of problems. But we make up for it. I'm just saying, like, I'm a year in, you're two years in. There are people that are ten years in. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of them aren't much better. Some of them are way better. It's it's very interesting to see the dynamic. And if anything, that's what I enjoy about podcasting is it's it's like people watching, but it's like people listening. In a yeah. sense, you just you're browsing around and you find something cool, and then you're like, "Hey, what up, motherfucker? You want to talk about the shit you do?" But like yeah. you said, there's a line like, "How good are you versus how famous that person is." Yeah, and it's just like um, what what you was talking about with your um, professional wrestling analogy or whatever. A lot of those guys don't get famous until they're like ten and twelve and thirteen years in, you know. If because, at all, you know that's when they recognize really recognize for their talent, or maybe somebody caught them early on and they just didn't pounce on them because they felt like they still had more development and more growing to do. So, you know, that usually happens sometimes. But every now and then, you get that one person out of the chosen few to just get a rocket ship strapped to his back and he on the top of the world you know Braun Strowman has only been wrestling for two to three years and he is like one of the most popular wrestlers there is right now right you know so I mean it's it's shit like that that's gonna happen or whatever but I mean it's not very often (laughs) Conor McGregor's only been fighting in the UFC for four years yeah you know what I'm saying like it's sometimes shit happens but most of the time you're just going to be in the trenches for a while and if you do good work then people might listen to it and they might give you money but don't be surprised if they don't give you shit those guys have been slugging it out for at least six years 
and I think they get it. And not to put their business out there, but I'm saying I don't think they get more than ten bucks a month. You know, and if they do, great. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, I'm assuming they haven't said anything, and it just seems like a oh by the way kind of thing. But they don't want money, so I yeah. get it. But there are some people that pay their rent with their fucking Patreon, and it's like, are you showing your titties on camera? Like, I don't or, understand. And then I've I've known people who um were patreons of these uh, more popular shows or whatever, and they've come to me and was like. I'm thinking about canceling my Patreon. I was like, why? I mean, what more do you really get? And it was like, I, you know, I don't know. So I was like, so. Mm. And then me, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and talk about Patreon as a whole. I mean, regardless of what caliber of the show it is, it's just like, because I have one. Right. But my thing is, it's like, I have it just to have it, you know? Because, I mean, case. regardless if I get anything or whatever, I mean, the show is still going to go on or whatever. Right. I mean, the only thing that would change if I had more people for a Patreon shit is just like what they get. Cause I mean, I got two dudes that help out now and you know, you hear them at the end of every show, Glenn Abbott and fucking um, Brandon McIntyre. They contribute to the show. But like now it's just like for however much they pay for however long they've been doing it. They have got well more than what they put in back. Right. You know? Cause it's, that's it's just, just me as a content. person. That's yeah. how I am, you know? And it's like, if I had more people to do Patreons and shit like that, you know, I could do more things for them. Cause you know, cause that's how I feel. And I don't say it as much anymore. I was like, you're giving to me to give back to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. I saw you got a new camera too the other day, you fucker. Oh yeah. I, that was luck of the draw, man. Every camera that I have has been, acquired by luck you know isn't it like uh, all right like this new one here is um canon t6i you look it up it's a damn 700 dollars camera i bought it for 400 dollars, and it came with a rode microphone which is 150 dollars by itself this um cool flexible grippy anti-gravity i'm just making up words uh <laughs> camera stand which by itself is like almost 100 bucks so what's that that's like over a thousand dollars right there and then uh, it came with this big ass LED panel and everything, which by itself is about like eighty to a hundred dollars. So that's well over fifteen hundred dollars of equipment that I got for four hundred bucks. So it's pretty good, man. <laughs> it's because you know I was homeboys with somebody. You know, he's like, "Hey, man, I don't need this shit anymore, or whatever. I'm just, I know you want it. Four hundred bucks. Boom. That's how it worked out." <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Like it's just, I think that's how you know that maybe you're doing the right. I don't really believe in in you know faith or anything, but maybe it's luck, mm-hmm. good karma. Like if you're trying to do something that that is good and putting out good vibes, then I think that shit falls into place. That's what happened with my shit. I think I got a really decent setup, all things considered. And I paid a hundred and fifteen dollars, I think, for everything. I'm probably going to get a new computer before it's all said and done because I would like it to be a little more dependable. But, you know, you you got to put in a little bit of investment yeah, to be able to put out good content and or better cameras or whatever. And the more you do, I hope that, you know, people say, hey, that's respect. Now, that's to go to everything we've talked about tonight, all the songs, all the shit. I didn't shit on the people for everything. I said I would give you a little bit of respect and say that's a good baseline that's a good you know I okay but 
I just can't, you know, I can't give you the full thing. I gotta, I gotta cut it back. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, cause like, um, I openly said it, cause like, um, Cardi B, right. she's hot sh- shit jumping out the pot right now. So then, um, I knew her before she started doing music from that, you know, the TV show she was on, the Loving Hip Hop or Hip, you know, that 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 ratchet ass shit. I, know st- I don't know anything about anything. I've heard the Money Move song. That's all I know about Cardi B. But anyway, it's just it's a reality show. Motherfuckers just showing their ass on there. That's what I knew it from. And I didn't like her personality then. You know, I thought she was just like people who do those shows to me is just like they on some other shit anyway. I don't like that shit. So I automatically by default didn't like her. And then I heard she came out with music and I was like, all right, she used the, her leverage on the TV show as a platform to make music. I say historically, when you have people that's doing that stuff, because it's a trope on all those shows. Somebody is on there trying to be an aspiring rapper or some shit, and they're not fucking good. So I thought the same for her before listening to the music. Then one day, as I seldomly do, heard the song on the radio. I was like, let me give it a try before I call the judgment. So damn. Music come on. Bass got me in the 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 beat is what hooked me, and then you know I actually listened to the words, and I was like, "This is pretty cool. It's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be, you know, but it's a pretty good song." And right. when I f- came to that conclusion, I I said my piece. I spoke about. It. I was like, "You know what? I'm not mad at the song. I like it. It's pretty good, you know." So that's the way it is. But like the rest of the music that she put out so far, I haven't heard the new album that just came out. <laughs> Fuck that but, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything that came out after the um, fucking Bodoc Yellow or whatever, you can suck my ass. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm cool with one. You can be a one-hit wonder in the rap community. I'm sorry. This is the way it is. And also, I'm sorry, uh, the baby has awoken. I don't know. Can you guys hear this shit? Because I can hear it through my fucking noise-canceling headphones. I got daddy spider sense now. I hear these things. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I heard him the other day outside with my mom. I was in the back of my house and just kind of, you know, my fucking spider sense went off. I thought I heard just a little, and you know, I kind of, what was that? And I walked down, looked out, and he had kind of tripped a little bit. You know, nothing big deal, but it's just the fact is he was 80 yards away from me (laughs) and I heard that shit. I was like, oh, fuck. I had to run outside. So he's got me hooked. Ah, B-Rob, give your fucking shit. Tell me where to find you. All that good shit so we can get out of here so they don't think I'm ignoring my baby. Yes. You can find me not ignoring my kids at It's B-Rob. That's (laughs) I-T-S-B-R-O-B. I also host a podcast called The Random Ramblers with Rob. You can uh, find that on Twitter also at 3R Show. You can go to randomrobcast.com and not give me money for any of the shit we just said. But if you would be so inclined to do so, that's the place you do it. You can follow me on Instagram to where I walk through the hollowed halls of Walmart and vlog, as the young people say. It's not bad. You handed out some cards lately? Um, In New Orleans, I did. But not most recently. <laughs> Just fishing. Well, buddy, have a good weekend. Thank you for coming by. I'm gonna have to get this shit wrapped up, and uh, I'll catch your ass down the road, motherfucker. All right, motherfucker. All right, bye. Well, here we are. End of an episode. Not a whole lot going on. Sorry, uh, it took me an extra day to get this shit out. I uh, fucked around and 
decided to have me some private time Saturday. Went and had some hobby. Went and played the, the Frisbee golf for a couple hours. And uh, showed up late for some dinner. And, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Jody B. didn't find that shit too uh, amusing. She didn't talk to me all Sunday. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so I was thinking, we're like, you know you fucked up, but you can't quite put your finger on it. And you're asking questions and getting real short answers. And then you realize, like, oh, I think she's mad. And throughout the day, you, your suspicions are confirmed. But you keep, hey, are we good? You cool, man? What's up? Everything's good. Fine. Whatever. And, yeah. As soon as the baby went to bed, she said, I'm just going to say this. And I go, mother fucker. She said, I'm just going to say one thing. Like, you should, you could have said one thing at 9 o'clock this morning. It's ridiculous. All day with this shit. Fuck. Anyway, it's good. I love my wife. It's just sometimes I don't understand how women fight. Now, maybe men fight that way too, but most of the time it's women for me. And, uh, yeah. That's it. (laughs) That's all I got. We're going to fucking get it together. You bitches have a good weekend come back and see me be sure to like subscribe all that good stuff at jody b 501 at po'boy pod on the twitters uh check us out at asn radio network i believe i think it's asn radio network.com should be but we're there logged away you can get all the episodes you can find us you know what to do motherfucker so do it then i'll see your ass next week
Stacy Bonus Lingerland To the carnival is what she said A couple hundred dollars makes it dark inside And a million in a drop-dead suit Dutch pink on the downtown train 